Welcome to this week's Tread and Folk show on Ross FM. In studio with me here now at the moment is a very fine singer from Nacrockery, or based in Nacrockery, and that's Declan Coyne. And Declan, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Trace. Now, can you tell me a little about, bit about your singing experience and your, your influences and where it all began? Oh, I'm just basically a chancer. You are not. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're far from it. I know. I, I was. I was always interested in in singing. I think probably as soon as I could stand up and make noise, I was fascinated by voices on the radio and that kind of thing. And, and did my, you come my, from a musical my, background? Yeah, was there music yeah, in the home? My my dad played uh, fiddle. Uh, now he didn't play much in my time. I was one of the the younger ones of a big family and he was his, he had arthritis in his fingers so he didn't play very much. I remember him trying to teach me when I was a very small and uh, I, I, either I or he didn't have the patience for it, I don't know which. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, knew, he knew I was musical because I was always, if something came on the radio, I'd be stuck to the radio. So he, he kind of made a, an effort with me. I don't think he bothered with any of the rest of them. But... Um, yeah, my mum played the piano as well, and, but she yeah. was more into the kind of classical side of things, you know. Yeah. So, what would you, what kind of music, like what kind of songs, would you have been listening to growing up? Um, it's very different from what I, you, I, you know, now, Yeah. Is it? Well, you, you know the the old the Waltons program, that kind of thing, and Joe Joe um, Dinjo and those kind of things. You know, that was. We had an old an old um, battery uh, radio. So yeah, from from listening to the radio and that kind of thing, and um, yeah, there was people out working in the fields that time. They were always humming songs or singing bits of songs, and there was a lot of um, recognised traditional singers in the area as well. Right. Okay. Uh, there was Pat Beads. I think he was the first rural Ireland man to be recorded, actually recorded in Ireland, if, really? um, in around 1937, I think. And Pat made about twenty. 20 CDs, or not CDs, that had been 78 records at the time. And then there was the Lions Brothers, they were, they were just up the road from me. Uh, they were recorded for the um, UCD archive thing, the, the folklore. They were, they were interviewed and recorded by Tom Munnerly. So there was oh, people like that around, there was a few more. There was another old man that, when I was a kid again, uh, a neighbour was building a house and this man, Peter Egan was his name, and Peter uh, was always lilting songs or singing little bits of songs. And when I was a kid, about eight years of age, uh, I used to go over to help him. And he'd, he'd let me fill the bucket with concrete and the mortar and that kind of thing, you know, just to keep me out of the way. But all I wanted was to hear him singing and lilting and singing bits of stuff. So you'd have picked uh, up songs kind um, of through your life that Bar- way? Bar- Barbie Allen was one of his great songs. And, oh, yeah. So. Yeah. There were songs you wouldn't have heard on the radio. Sing the likes of Barbara Allen and um, "Come with Me Over the Hill" was another one of his. And I had a lot of he had a lot of songs. You know. Yeah. And if he wasn't singing, he was lilting. <laughs> yeah. And tell me then about the transition from from that to the South Singers singing group. Yeah. Well, um, a kind of country music became popular then, so I kind of into country music during my dancing days and that kind of thing. I sang a lot of country music at our parties and that kind of thing. But then a friend of mine asked me to go to Milltown Malby one year, 
and uh, who did I meet? Only Robbie McMahon. And got chatting to Robbie, and he said, come on in here, there'll be a session in here. And he dragged me in, and I was, I was hooked from that then was on. I was it. So Robbie, <laughs> the Spansel Hill man. So that was, that was the start of it. So uh, 30, 31 years ago then, 30, 32, yeah, 31 years ago, um, I invited Robbie to Nacrockery for a session, a one-off session. And uh, Breen O'Rourke was another guy I got to know. Yeah. Breen came up. And um, we invited all the singers we knew around the place, Pauline Handley and um, people like that. But a huge crowd turned up on, on the day, uh, in the middle of the day during the fair in Nacrockery. And... Um, I thought it was going to be just a one-off, uh, but they all wanted more, so it's been gone since. Yeah, OK. Would you give us a song, um, Declan? <clears throat> one of your favourites? Uh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll wet the throat. I do. No, I just want to clarify that it is water yeah. Declan is drinking there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't have anything stronger um, in Ross FM. I thought I'd just put Jean. It's <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so one of the songs I think Peter, Peter Reagan used to sing as well was, was um, The Bunny Boy Is Young. But he had a different version of it. Uh, it was a recording would have been played on the Walton's programmes at the time. And it would have been played every Saturday on Walton's programmes. It was the trouble with a lot of the old ballads at that time, uh, they wouldn't fit on a 78 record. They had to be cut back to three minutes. But a lot of them went on for six or seven minutes. So uh, um, I did a little bit of research and kind of found a few more verses to The Bunny Boy. And um, so I'll give that a go. Great. Um, it goes under the title, actually, of The Trees They Grow Tall. Oh, the trees they grow tall And the leaves they grow green Tis many's the night and day has passed Since you and I have been Tis many's the cold winter's night that I must lie alone Since cruel death has put an end To your growing As I went out walking Down by the chapel wall I saw four and twenty young men a-playing at the ball. And when I called on my love, they would not let him come. They said the bunny boy was young and still growing. Now, Father, dear Father, why did you do me wrong to go and have me married to one who is so young? 
for he is only sixteen years, and I am twenty-one. Sure, the bunny boy is young, but still growing. Now, daughter, dear daughter, I did not do you wrong to go and have you married to one who is so young. For he will be a man for you when I am dead and gone, and a lady you shall be while he's growing. Now we'll send your love to college all for a year or two, and then perhaps in time the boy he will prove true. I'll buy you some ribbons for to tie around his waist just to let the ladies know that he's married. So early next morning, just at the break of day, they went out into the hayfield to have some sport and play. And what they got up to there, she never did declare, but she never more complained of his growing. Now at the age of sixteen years, he was a married man, and at the age of seventeen, the father of a son. But at the age of eighteen years, or his grave, the grass grew green, cruel death had put an end to his growing. Now the trees they grow tall and the leaves they grow green. Tis many's the night and day has passed since you and I have been. Tis many the cold winter's night that I must lie alone since cruel death has put an end to your growing. 
cruel death has put an end to his growing. Very good, lovely, Declan. Welcome back to the Trad and Folk Show on Ross FM. I'm Therese Handley and I'm with you here for another 20 minutes or so. And in studio, I have Declan Coyne from Not Crockery, fabulous singer and very much an organiser of singing sessions and um, workshops and all that kind of thing. Tell me about some of the people, Declan, that you've you've had in a crockery singing. Uh, like guests over guests the years. Over yeah. The years yeah. 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 Um, I know you've had some big names. We had a lot, we had a lot of the, the traditional singers, Sean Garvey, um, Jimmy Crowley. I've had Jimmy Crowley several times. He loves coming up to a crockery. Um, Rhiannon Giddens was probably the most famous one we had. Yeah. Um, that was a few years back, wasn't it? it? Yeah, uh, 1998. She was up for the festival. And, uh, yeah, it's a nice little coup to get her. And you have the festival every year, so, do you? Uh, yeah, the, the circle had been going about uh, eight or nine years. Uh, when we... The circle runs up, uh, every month, once a month, in Murray's in the Crockery. And uh, it was going for about ni- nine years, I think, when we decided to do um, a weekend festival, so... We started the festival in honour of um, Annie McNulty. She was um, there was a famous kind of a, um, an Irish Irish group in in New York. Uh, what's to call them? The uh, other shows, you know, these the, uh, floor shows. And the vaudeville. Vaudeville, yeah. vaudeville, yeah. They were into kind of vaudeville at the end of when the vaudeville period was a kind of on the wane. Uh, but they recorded an awful lot of stuff and they did an awful lot of radio from the 1920s right up to 1960. 62. Yeah, they were a family, weren't they? They were a family, Kiltiven. yeah. But Annie, the mother, um, came from Kiltiven. She was Annie Burke from Kiltiven. And um, her son and daughter then would have been born in America. And she was married to a man from Drumkirn and Leitrim, McNulty. So um, we thought we'd um, honour... Annie, uh, so we started presenting an, uh, an, award, an award in her name just to people in the folk traditional business that we liked. Yeah, and it's gone from strength <laughs> to strength. Um. Uh, well, it, 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 it was going well up to COVID, but then uh, COVID kind of knocked it all in the head, and I kind of pulled back from it then. And yeah, we, did it, we did it last year, we put very little work into it, but we had a huge response. Mm-hmm. Singers came from all over the place, so. And I noticed yeah, that, there, that there, there were an awful lot of, um, say, singing circles springing up everywhere and singing festivals and, yeah. and singing sessions. Yeah. That only seems to have happened in the yeah. last, um, that, I've, that I've noticed in the last maybe 10 years. Would that be true? Uh, well, a lot of them sprung up in the last 10 years, but we, we were there 30 years ago. Uh, we were so you were prob- the, you were we the were cause of it all, Probably. We weren't. We weren't the first. Now, well, the, the, the Golian Singers Club was going for. I think they're going 40, 42 or three years at this stage. Uh, that's in Dublin. All right. But uh, um, I'm not sure if we were the next. But yeah. I, I, I know several singers clubs, um, fellas that used to come to us from Tipperary and Offaly and all that parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started up their own yes. clubs after so, us. So you, you but, kind of inspired in, them. Yeah, but in the last 10 years, um, a lot of them have been inspired by other clubs as well, you know, and yeah. they've sprung up all over yeah. the place. But then COVID, of course, yeah. 
knocked a, uh, quite a few of them on the head. Okay. Uh, we've done very little since COVID, but we're we're relaunching uh, from the first of April again. So excellent, great. Um, but I won't be getting the blame when things go wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Somebody else has decided. <laughs> and speaking of inspiring, would you inspire us now with another song? Do you think? Oh Lord. <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll sing, uh, sing a song that, uh, about a, a man uh, that inspired me. Good. That first voice I heard when I was about three years of age on the kitchen floor at home and he was on the, the ballad programme or something on a Saturday night and my mother trying to get me up to bed and I wouldn't budge until the singer had finished and he was singing in Irish, which I hadn't a clue what he was singing about. But you but liked he, the voice, the sound. But his voice just nailed me to the floor. So. And who was he? He was the man with the, the granite voice, Joe Heaney. That's why I asked you earlier if you had a Joe Heaney, you might follow it with a Joe Heaney song. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll try it. It's to the air of Shana Huber. I was just about four years old And tis well I do remember It was in my father's house In the cold month of November My mother's bowling wool while the wireless is playing When your voice came o'er the air And it set my senses racing Well, you stuck me to the floor with the song that you were singing Though the words I did not know To every note my heart was hinging With that voice carved out of stone and wrapped up in soft leather Tis a voice I can forget And it will stay with me forever Oh, but I'm a grown man now and your songs, they still haunt me. Queen on a dream were in a conan bonan boy. When you plough the rocks of bone, Sure, it sets my heart a quiver While the trees, they grow tall Beyond the bogs of Shanaheaver Now your name has been revered 
Come, let's go down to London. From New York to Seattle and back east again to Boston. Though you've left this mortal coil, sure your voice lives on forever. Like the stone from which it was carved and wrapped in that soft leather. Now my youth is long past and I am growing weary. But my mind is of time's cast Back to my father's house so clearly When first I heard your voice And those notes sung with fervor I can feel your spirit light o'er the bogs of Shanhaver. May your spirit forever light o'er the bogs of Shanhaver. Sound for Joe Haney. Very good. And that's one you composed yourself. That's one I Declan. Um, and um, in a little while, we're going to just talk about songs that you've written and projects, upcoming projects. Welcome back to Dross FM. You're tuned to the Trout and Folk Show. And in studio, I have Declan Coyne. And just before the break there, you heard Declan sing the, a, a song that he wrote, um, dedicated to Joe Heaney. And um, Declan, you were telling me you only started songwriting during COVID. Uh, yeah, well, I, I wrote a few during COVID that um, I decided to sing in public. Very <laughs> I, good. I've scribbled bits over the years, but I, I'd be too embarrassed to yeah. sing them. And have you, but as have I you said earlier, I'm past being embarrassed now. So. <laughs> well, that that was a brilliant song. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I did one years ago, and I was very I was very pleased with it. I must dig it out. <laughs> And uh, have there any kind of current projects? Have you are you writing a bit at the yeah, moment? Yeah, I've written. I've written quite a few. I like I like uh, historical figures. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I wrote one about the burning of Knockrockery when the celebration or the commemoration was on there last 2021. Uh, I did one for that, and uh, uh, Lady Betty here in town always fascinated me. I yeah. grew up listening to stories about her and. Wrote one about her, and uh, there was a boxer guy out in Ballymurray who fought in America, professional boxer, Bartley Madden. I did one on Bartley, and you've heard of Aileen Cust. I did one on Aileen, and... Um, yeah, I was reading was that one blind, recently, I think, there was, there was on a blind social farmer, media. There was a blind farmer in the Catskills in America that... Um, came from Dunamon as a young lad. He went to America and became blind and he was landed out in the Catskill Mountains and on a, in a shack with an acre of land and he started 
rearing chickens and selling eggs and then an old lady beside him left him her farm and uh, he had a great dairy herd he won know. prizes for his dairy herd and, and he blind so I wrote amazing. a song about him so. that's an amazing <laughs> story and how did you yeah. find out about him where did you I, do, I, I um, um, yeah I found him on, on uh, fa- Facebook um, I just saw the story and uh, uh, I wrote to the person that that um, put it up on Facebook and I asked for more information and she, she sent me a bit of all she could and uh, there you go. Yeah, and what but kind of era was that? What, what kind of? Uh, he only died in 1975 but he was born in 1889 I think. But uh, the the boxer guy as well, Bartley Madden, was born in 89 as well. So yeah. I'm, now the Bartley Madden one, I'm going to have to rewrite the Bartley one because there's new information coming up about him all the time. Okay, so you'll have to revise <laughs> so that one. Re- yeah. <laughs> or add <clears> it <throat> on. But, um, yeah, we, um, I applied for funding to BAI there um, last year Well, with um, Irena. Remember Irena? That you might know Irena. She worked in Ross FM here. For, she cut her teeth in Ross FM and then she went to Atlone. She was manager at Atlone Station. So, um, Irina put in an application. We got funding for uh, a documentary built around Lady Betty to be built around the ballot. And Brilliant. Go through the ballot and talk to people about the different aspects. And so. Well done. Great. That's and then the Ailing Coast one was a bit of interest in that from another source as well. But I can't. Hmm. Well, I don't have a whole lot of details. I was just yeah. asked okay. if. They could do something with it, and uh, they don't know themselves yet, yeah. but uh, hopefully. It's in the pipeline. It's in the, uh, hopefully it's yeah. in the pipeline. <laughs> so would, would you give us a, uh, just a snippet of, of, of some of those songs, or anyone in particular, maybe? Uh, Whatever one <coughs> comes to mind. I'm, I'm terrible for airs. I can write the ballads, but I, I, I'm, I'm terrible for putting airs on them, you know. But you can write the story. You can write the story, so yeah. That's important. <coughs> We'll try a bit of uh, Lady Betty. Yeah, brilliant, yeah. Stop me, stop me when... Uh, <laughs> I try to put a human face on Lady Betty, so uh, mm. the first part of it is kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Suru, she came from the kingdom of Kerry, evicted and homeless when her poor husband died. She took to the roads over hills and over valleys, reposing at night time in ditches and dikes. With two children in tow, her travails were not easy. Cold hunger and sickness, they oft times did strike. But her will, it was strong, and she was determined, come hell or high water, to make a new life. She rode in one day to the town of Roscommon, and up the main street with one child by the hand. Her youngest, God rest him, had died from the hunger as she journeyed with hardship o'er this hostile land. They went into an inn. <coughs> Sorry. 
They went into an inn where she begged for their supper. The madam took pity and inquired of their plight. She took them to a hovel, twas down the dark laneway, and she gave them a blanket, kept them warm for the night. Uh, then Betty, she thought of the kindness was shown her. She cradled young Padraig up tight in her arms. Tis here we will settle and make a new life, son, and some day you'll grow to a handsome young man. Well, time it went by, and the boy is a man now. He remembers the hardship, the hunger and cold. He dreams of a good life, exploits an adventure. So he boarded a ship bound for the new world. All the years they went by, Betty's all alone now. She dreams of her children, life's journey to strive. Her days, they grow longer, her heart grows no more bitter. And she longs for some comfort to ease her sad life. Then one stormy night in the month of November, a tall-bearded stranger, he knocked on her door. There's no room at the inn, ma'am. I'm cold, wet, and hungry. I'll pay you good money for bed and for board. He gives her a gold coin to go get some victuals. She senses he's wealthy, for his purse is not light. She runs to the store and makes him a fine supper, and she offers the stranger her bed for the night. She sits by the fireside, her mind is tormented. Thoughts of the gold coins near drive her insane. She paces the floor, sees a knife on the dresser. In a moment of madness, the stranger is slain. Elation with her bounty, it soon dissipated. As she foraged his pockets, some letters she found. In Padraig's handwriting, an address to her mother. She cries and she bawls, tis my own flesh and blood. In pain and in anguish, she runs out neath the night sky, and tearing her hair, there her fate it was dealt. Arrested for murder, to the jail she was taken, till her trial it was held and her sentence was death. On the day of her hanging with the eleven white boys, She's led to the gallows, all bound up in chains. But no hangman awaited, the sheriff he panicked. With the crowd growing restless, he wanders in vain. Then Betty piped up, 
If it saves me own life, sir, those eleven poachers, I'll drop them with scorn. So freed from her shackles, she took charge of the rope, and the legend of bold Lady Betty was born. Her reward was a garden, employment and wages, for floggings and hangings in the jail she did dwell. She attended her duties with skill and devotion, gaining repute as a woman from hell. Now she lived out her life in comparative comfort, no threat of eviction, no hunger, no strife. And her name it lived on in the town of Roscommon, with stories and legend of a hangwoman's life. It's a it's a it's a long ballad, and she had a, a, a fairly yeah. horrific life, really, didn't she? She, she had a terrible life. Yeah. And, uh, what we're hoping to do with the documentary is, um, well, we're kind of going to go into the folklore. Some some people believe she never existed, yeah. uh, but I think there's enough evidence to show that she did exist. Um, so we're going to kind of explore both sides, the folklore side and the, the, the real side. And then towards the end, we have um, a, a psychologist, a personal behaviour psychologist, who's going to try and analyse what was in her mind and why she became the woman she be interesting because she was very she was she was actually very educated she educated her son he could read and write and she taught she taught her own son you know to read and write and he went off to america and joined the washington's army in america and, and had that, she another son as well that died i think on the way to yeah, Roscommon, the, or something like that yeah one of them well. died on the way to Roscommon. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, so uh, now after that but, depressing <laughs> The story. Now, it's not in the songs, depressing oh, seconds. Yeah, it was really I, I good. Love, but I love that. I love murder ballads. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. 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 But there's a, there's a uh, whole kind of um, group of people that like sing murder ballads. Yeah, isn't yeah. There? Have you heard like It's a new album. No, I haven't. Actually. Oh, God, you're, you, if you want dreary. Oh, well, I don't mean dreary, but uh, deep, deep, and. Yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it. Otherworldly. Yeah, must have a listen to that. You're tuned to Ross FM. My name is Therese Handley and you're in the final minutes now of the Ross and Trad show. And I have Declan Coyne here with me. And Declan, you're going to give us one final song. What's it going to be? Well, we, uh, I won't say try Rosie, right? I, I said something like that um, years ago. I, I, somebody asked me up to sing in, in a pub and I said, uh, I'll try Nancy Spain and your man says geez I wouldn't mind trying her myself <laughs> you can edit that out but uh, I'll, I'll try Rosie Riley <laughs> ok so it's going to be Rosie Riley uh, I'm sorry for a while but we see I wish I were in my love's arms I wish I were in my love's care to pipe ball horses in my pocket rolling round and round the fair Oh, Rosie, Rosie, Rosie 
And who wrote that song? Uh, John Keneally. He was uh, a poet and a playwright. and He was from out um, East Galway, not far from Craig's. Um, he lived his latter years in, in Craig's. And um, he wrote a lot of plays and poetry. And okay. He was a school teacher, I think, by profession. Okay. And, uh, well, thanks very much, Declan, for man. coming into the studio. Really enjoyed those songs and the stories. My pleasure. Thank and you very much. And until next week, um, I'll say goodbye. Chat to you all again next week. She goes down to meet her man returning from the field with her basket on her head and a spaniel at her heel there she picks wildflowers under should she go or stay now that Sligo Fair is just a week away On the back seat of a traveler.
city and a new life she had planned. No more days of waiting for a man to name the day. Now that Sligo Fair is just a week away. Sligo Fair is just a 